0: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode 53 with Liz DiAlto. Any resources and links you hear in this episode can be found at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 53.
1: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, The girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey
0: everyone, welcome to the Your Kickass Life podcast episode 53. I am about to start the show with my friend Liz DiAlto, but before I do, let me tell you a little bit about Liz. If Daniel LaPorte and Shakira had a love child with Mae West, it would be Liz DiAlto. Known for her raw and honest approach to body love and self-acceptance, Liz is a speaker, writer, coach, and the creator of Wild Soul Movement, a sensual place in self-discovery that combines movement, mantra, and meditation. Her mission is to get women out of their heads and into their bodies to connect with their powerful energy and trust their intuition. So without further ado, here is Liz. Oh wait, actually one more thing before we get to the show. The Kick-Ass Courage Project 7-Day Challenge, it's a free event that I run a few times a year. It started on Monday the 1st. So if you haven't signed up yet, simply text the word courage to 66866 and you're in. Today, Wednesday, June 3rd, is the last day to sign up. If you don't make it by then, you'll have to wait until November when I run it again. So text the word courage to 66866, reply with your email, and you're in. And you can still get in. You're a couple days late, but it'll be fine. You can catch up. I hope to see you there. And here's the show. Alright, hey there, Ass Kickers. Episode 53 with the lovely Liz Dialto. You guys just met her via her professional bio, and I'm so excited to bring Liz to you. Say hi, Liz. Say hi to my ass kickers. Hi, I love that it's called Ass Kickers. How fun is that? There my, yeah, that's what I call, that's what I call my people ass kickers. Um, so alright, you ready? I'm super excited to talk to you because I'm over caffeinated for one. <laughs> 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 and as usual I don't know why I tend to record these in the afternoons and oh my god it was such an interesting I I have to tell this quick story so these neighbors of ours they're not really my neighbors they're like they're across the street and the house like behind them they breed, we think they breed huskies dogs and beautiful dogs And um, there's a few of them that get loose every once in a while. They're not puppies anymore, but they're not full grown. And these two dogs got loose, I don't know, a couple months ago. And they mauled one of our neighbor's cats. And Mm. I didn't see it happen, but my neighbors across the street said it was horrible. Like they got a hold of this cat and just like completely ripped it. To shreds oh my so god so those dogs were out again just like before this call and I saw them running around and I'm like oh my god and they went in my neighbor's backyard and I know she has a little kids and I'm like <gasps> so I called animal control I didn't know what else to do I'm like these people need to, <laughs> to figure it out yeah but she like I saw the lady like running and looking for her dogs and she found them so it was just really I don't know I, I people and cat mauling it was very scary That's intense. Yeah, it was pretty intense. So that's why I'm a little like freaked out. But I I will calm down because Liz is going to talk to us about some very important things. And maybe I selfishly had you on my podcast because this is an area I need major help. So (laughs) cool. First question, question number one. So I know that with um, you have something amazing called the Wild Soul Movement and you talk a lot to women about getting more into their bodies, because y'all, if you don't already know, most of us spend the majority of our time in our heads. So can we, let's back up a little bit, because I know it's sort of like a self-help thing, like let's get back into our bodies and like the somatic type stuff. So can you talk a little bit first about what that actually means, this whole getting into our body?
2: Yeah. And I'm really glad you asked, because, you know, this is one of the things in my business, that is very important to me to do differently slash better than a lot of people who talk about similar things. A lot of people throw around terms like get into your body or listen, but that's all they say. Mm -hmm. And people are left with the exact question you're asking. What the hell does that actually mean? So what that actually means in the wild soul movement world, Andrea, is to be actually sourced from within. So you and I have um, a past life in the fitness industry in common. Fitness is all about working out. It's one of the reasons why I couldn't do it anymore because over time I noticed, like I'm a very intuitive feeler in, in the Myers-Briggs typing mm-hmm. and 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 my, my clients, it felt like it, it would end up being like therapy sessions. They would really come to be like loved and listened to and I would find myself giving advice being like, this is not my scope of practice. I got to do something different. And some of these people would be men and women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, much older than me at the time. And like, why are they listening to me? And it's because they sense that they could, there was a trust. And it wasn't even that, it was that I was listening to them. So there was something always there below the surface. And so an easy way to think of it is, is working in instead of working out. Most of us are conditioned to seek validation, to seek answers, to seek support, and to seek guidance outside of ourselves whether we learn that in school from our families of origin from any kind of religion we place a lot of our trust and power and things like that outside of ourselves and the problem with that is when we do just kind of automatically we learn to not trust ourselves so when i talk about getting in your body i really mean connecting to all of your senses like your five senses but then also for women in particularly that sixth sense which is your intuition your inner wisdom whatever it is that you want to call it and depending on what you believe in that might also be related to some connection to the divine whatever that is for you or maybe not but at the root of all of it it's about deep 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 self-trust and knowing and and this ability to really feel your body's senses, know what a yes feels like in your body, know what a no feels like in your body, know when you're in the presence of truth and be able to trust the vibes that you're constantly getting from the environment and the people around you. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. Yes. And cool. it's interesting because I- I'm-, I'm glad that you You spoke it in your definition of it. And I'm sure if you asked 10 life coaches, you know, or even like therapists and healers, what their, that question that I asked, you would probably get 10 different answers. And it's funny because when I look at that and in my coach training, um, I went to the coaches training Institute and one of the whole weekends, it's called process coaching. And it's very much about getting into your body and the way I walked away from that, not how they taught it per se. (laughs) It was very much like closing your eyes and like, where do you feel that in your body? And like, it was just that over and over again. And I just was like, sometimes I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: But like all the other stuff you said, I'm cool with that. But it's, I think it's it. And I think maybe a lot of people listening are thinking, when they hear like getting into your body, they think of um, chakras or if I need to sit down and meditate for 60 minutes and totally and completely lose thoughts and I don't know. I th- Well, I do know that a lot of my listeners are really high achieving women. They tend to have dichotomous thinking where they think in terms of black or white. So it's either they are this enlightened <laughs> soul <laughs> that's very evolved or not. But I, I like how you put that. And it sounds like it's a whole process.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of layers. And, and even what you said about, you know, sometimes I don't know, it just comes with practice. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is my philosophy take it or leave it. But I really believe that you actually do know, there's just something blocking you from being able to consciously know.
0: Oh, I agree with that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sure. So it's it's more of not an issue of knowing, but an issue of access.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think my people get sick of hearing me say the word practice over and over again, because it's true that all of this work that you do, it's that total do, practice. That everybody yeah. does. It's not just like a check it off and you're done and you can skip on your merry way. It's about doing the work every damn day. And it's, it's funny because I remember I, I often joke that I, that, Yoga and I have broken up and gotten back together several times. And, um, but, you know, I had some people call me out and say, like, yoga is a practice, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's why I call it a meditation practice or a yoga practice. <laughs> They're like, take your own medicine, girl. <laughs> right? Exactly. Because I want to be really good at it, and you know, do all these poses and and be able to like inhale and exhale on the right movements, and that throws me off. And, but it's it's so true. And yoga and meditation is no different than all of the tools that we give out, and it's a practice. So I love that. Yeah. I love that you um, emphasized that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, okay. So you mentioned. Briefly, uh, a minute ago about working in the fitness industry and you and I – are you leaving? I have a very similar story in that and because you got sick of what you were kind of seeing. Can you tell us more about that and your story and what brought you to – I mean, I, I make up that that sort of was the birthing place for you to create Wild Soul Movement.
2: Yeah, there's actually one specific event that was the big impetus for all of it. I had, I was working in a high end personal training studio in New York City. We had a lot of like celebrity clientele, fashion industry type people, totally not, <laughs> not my crowd, but um, it paid really well. And a friend had got me the job and I created a class. It was like a boutique studio. I created a class called Aspire. Um, it was A S asterisk P I R E. It was a lower body conditioning class. And MarieClaire.com wanted us to make a video for their website. So I'm a very do-it-yourself type person. I'd been making YouTube videos for a while anyway. So I just like got my camera, got my mics, made my video and gave it to the studio owner. And I'm like, here, I made the video. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Um, everything had to be top notch there, which is great. And so he hired, you know, hair and makeup and a videographer and all those things. And we did a professional shoot. And, and that day I just will never forget it. They put so much makeup on me, and you can't see me right now, but I have a lot of freckles. I have a freckles. Sorry. Thank you. It's my punky <laughs> poster style. That was very um, I have a lot of freckles. They put so much makeup on my face, you couldn't see my freckles. That was a little upsetting. They straightened my hair, which is, you know, it's fine. I have curly hair. They straightened my hair. Um, but then they pinned it like half up, half down. And, you know, some people work out with their hair down. I'm not one of them. They put all this lip gloss on me, which, again, some people wear lip gloss to the gym. I don't. And the worst part about it was at that time – I was really in like the best shape of my life. This was 2012, so not actually that long ago. Um, They painted contour lines on my stomach. So it was this twofold message. It was like, hey, Liz, you're in the best shape of your life. You're still not good enough for this industry. And then also, I just felt like straight shit because I realized – In this moment, I am agreeing to be part of the problem because I'm showing up in this video that's going to go on this website for hundreds of thousands of people as like a shell of myself, not the real me. And, you know, by the grace of whatever you want to give credit, we didn't submit the video on time and it never ended up on their website. Interesting. But for me, that was just a moment of being like, I don't think I'm actually helping. So. Um, I stayed in fitness for a little while after that, and I, I was doing a lot of online stuff. But I was doing a lot of like you know secret agent stuff, it would be fitness. I had a program called Tighter in 10 Days, but totally baked in there, even those years ago, was like this self love, this self acceptance, and like really wanting to teach people how to nourish themselves from the inside out, not just focusing on the external things.
0: I love that. It's that. <sighs> Well, and it's such a testimony to when the universe nudges us, you know, and yeah. like you kind of got like tickled under the chin it sounds like a little bit, you know, with by the universe like, "Hey, PS, <laughs> there's something else out there." Yeah. I and mean, it's up to you to to make that movement. And Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Slash Andrea. That's fifteen percent off at masterclass.com dot com slash Andrea. Masterclass. dot com slash Andrea. Yeah, my story is a little bit different. I, I was not working with celebrities. I was in San Diego working for a, a chain gym, and um, my clients were women. And I remember I had this one woman come in. I may have told the story on the podcast. Sorry, you guys, if you're hearing the same story. But I had a woman come in, and she was – her husband had bought her sessions, and they were trying to conceive a baby. And her doctor had told her, well, if you lost a little bit of weight, you might have better luck conceiving because they were having trouble. And she wasn't even that overweight. I mean, she was not obese by any stretch of the imagination, And I had a session with my very first session with her. And I just was like, this woman's self-esteem is in the toilet. She just, she, I could just feel like I identify as being an empath and it was just painful to be around her, like near her because I just felt her sadness and just lack of self-love. And I thought to myself, this is not what she needs. This is not helping her she needs something more. She needs to be seen and heard. She needs to love herself. She needs all these different things. And it was beyond the scope of my job. I mean, I was there to create a workout for her and get her to lose weight. And um, that was my last client. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. So that's when, when I found coaching. And I mean, and I think all that, not to say that the fitness industry is bad. And I know that you, you Mm -hmm. wrote like a two part blog um, post on that. And you said the same thing. It's like, I still love the fitness industry. That's what my background is in. And um, I love them. I still work out. I ran this morning, you know, (laughs) but I think I just wonder, like, what if we worked on our insides as much as we worked on our outsides? Yeah. The world would be a different place.
2: Totally different.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I love, love, love. I spent a lot of time on your blog and I love the post self-acceptance before self-improvement. So please, comma, please. Self-acceptance before self <laughs> please. So can you take us through your message of that post and, and, and help us break down, I think it was like four or five steps that you lay out for self-acceptance?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I have um... – I have it pulled up because I, that blog's like a year and a
3: half old. It still stands though, but I wanted to make sure I remembered the steps. <laughs> I have it up. So, <laughs> the whole idea is basically this. You know, we, you know, we work in the coaching industry, whatever you want to call it, self-help, personal development, spirituality. And, and you know, what's the point of all of this? I see and, I, and I'm in North County San Diego. So, there's a big spiritual community here. There's a lot of emphasis even when you go to parties and events on being like conscious, aware, awake. And, you know, as I sit here on my end of the computer, I put all those things in quotation marks. There's actually this really funny series of YouTube videos by this guy, J.P. Sears. Have you seen these? It's like they're called How to Be Ultra Spiritual.
0: Yes, 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 he's hilarious. (laughs) And
3: it totally mocks this this concept because there's so much contradiction out there, even in this space, because there's so much judgment and there's so much stuff. So the purpose really is what, how can you improve upon something if you hate it? Mm -hmm. Right? Like what's going to really be the value or the effect of that work? If it's coming from a place of like, I need to fix this, or I hate this thing, or like really deep disapproval. So, you know, the first part of the work is really to be like, you know, I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm surrounded by everything I need. So in my blog, my first step was prayers and mantras are enormously helpful. And there's a link to a list, some of my favorites, but there's also a book that I love where I really started to learn this from, and it's called Outrageous Openness by Tosha Silver. And it's just something, again, to connect to your insides, to not put all the emphasis externally, because that's one of the reasons why we don't approve or accept ourselves It's because we're like comparing, we're comparing to all these things that it doesn't even make sense comparing, but like, that's kind of how our brains and our culture works. Mm -hmm. So uh, the next step is, is exactly what I just said a minute ago, embrace the statement, you're exactly where you need to be, surrounded by everything you need. You know, one of the people whose work I really love, and I joke that she's like a real life spiritual gangster, no trendy yoga gear required, is Byron Katie. Oh. Um, and if anyone's ever seen her live do the work with people, it's absolutely, she is. She is like the most loving, sweetest, she can say anything to anyone, but because she doesn't need anything from you, because she doesn't really have an ulterior motive or an agenda. She's just trying to help you see through like the illusion and get to the truth of things, which is that we really all cause our own suffering. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts cause our own suffering. She, um, it's amazing. So really to, to just begin to trust, I'm surrounded by everything I need. I'm exactly where I need to be mm-hmm. kind of lets us release that any kind of. Kind of any trace of victim mentality—that something's happening to us or not for us—which is what Byron Katie says, right? Like yeah. it's happening for a reason, even if it sucks. And that's not cliche; like it's just true. Yeah.
0: And, and life I think is it takes easier. The pressure off,
3: too. It takes the pressure off. It
0: totally takes the pressure off. I'm, I'm going to stop you for a second before you go on to number three because this is this is such this is such good stuff. And even um, for y'all listening, and prayers and mantras. And I, I, I love that you didn't say affirmations because my people already know I'm not a huge fan of affirmations. Yeah. I think that my people are so fucking smart that like their bullshit meter is just like, nope, actually yeah. not true. So that's why I love prayers and mantras as well. And I think um, you guys listening, like it doesn't have to be, um, oh, and P.S., if, all of these links, like I'll put a link to the, the videos that sh- that you mentioned, those books are all at yourkickasslife.com forward slash five three, and there'll be a link to uh, get a hold of Liz and, and all of her stuff as well. So yes, she uh, Liz has a great link that has uh, really, really great mantras on here. I'm reading some of them right now. Um, Open my eyes, ears, and heart to the wisdom of your guidance. Oh, I love that. Okay. But it, you got – because this is where I've done this work with people, with women, and they're like, I can't think of one. It's, that person's is so good. Okay, stop it. It can be <laughs> one word. It can be one word. And let me just hand you one because we talk a lot in the Your kick Life world about courage. Because I, I believe that um, – and I actually heard uh, – was it Oprah and Maya Angelou? I think it was those two talking about – courage and that you can't it's like next to impossible to honor all the values in your life and all the things that you believe in without courage being at the forefront because it takes courage to do any of this work so maybe just the word courage is your mantra so that's that's that okay carry on
3: yeah sometimes one of my favorite mantras is just thank you i was at the spa the other day i had a client intensive and, and we probably have similar clientele my women are busy kick ass, super smart, like taken on the world, which also a lot of times means not taking very good care of themselves. Exactly. So day one of client intensive is a spa day where the agenda is relax and be pampered and let me take care of you. So I'm, and also, you know, I create experiences I want to consume. So she's getting her treatments. So I'm getting mine. And while the woman is like scrubbing me down with this glorious citrus scrub, I'm just repeating to myself, thank you. Thank you. Thank-. It's like, it's just so amazing that this is my freaking life. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, thank you for making that point because prayers and mantras are true. And that's the difference. Affirmations are like putting whipped cream on garbage, you know? (laughs) So...
0: Oh, my God. Can I please tweet
3: that? <laughs> it's I can't take credit for that. That's actually an ex of mine used to say that all the time. So that that's his. But um, oh, love it. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I've been using it for years. So the next one is to just quit being so hard on yourself and acknowledge that you're doing your very best. And here's the thing. Sometimes your best looks like straight shit. <laughs> but that's all you've got in the moment. And that's okay. Like there will be times – Life is so cyclical, and I think we don't want that. We just want it to get better and better and better and achieve this, that, and the other thing. But when we just tune into the rhythm that, like, yeah, there's going to be some amazing high times when you feel like you're on top of the world. Nothing can stop you. Everything's going amazing. Then there's going to be times where you get knocked off your horse. And it's like, God, I have to do this again? Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. But it gets easier every time. And your best looks better probably pretty consistently. And and that's just that's part of being here. It's part of the – Part of the process.
0: Well, and I think too, and I, I always say that like, we're never really learning when things are going great. Like when it's the times that we get knocked off our horse are the times where we get up and look around and go, oh shit, what just happened? And what can I learn from that? What can I carry forward? And yeah, that's when we learn.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I've experienced a lot in the last year is the learning for me that happens when things are going well are just increasing my capacity to receive, mm-hmm. to actually not – self-sabotage to not mess it up or uh, Gay Hendricks calls it, you know, you hit that upper limit um, and just allow and just be like, I deserve this. That's one of my favorite mantras. When things are going amazing and I could just feel myself wanting to like shut it down and be like, nah, this is too good. Like, I will literally sometimes like lay on the floor. Usually I start crying when I get on the floor and I just, my mantra for that is I deserve this Mm -hmm. because there are, there are those moments when you're like, no way, this is too good to be true. Especially during times like this, when there's like the recent earthquake in Nepal, all the stuff going on in this country around racism and riots. Like when there's heinous shit going on in the world and amazing things are happening to you feeling guilty about that or shirking it off or pretending it's not happening for the benefit of others serves no one. So that's a big piece of it too. Um, Another piece, and this is, you know, core to what I do is move more, Uh, preferably in ways your body enjoys. Motion creates emotion. You know, wild soul movement. A lot of people hear the name and they assume it's like some form of ecstatic dance. And it's not because it's, it's actually, for the most part, Slow and sensual there might be some intensity in the form of like shaking or sometimes we jump around we do all kinds of like random weird things it's really whatever the body calls for um, tapping patting our bodies down all kinds of things but the movement combined with mantra effectively helps to kind of reprogram your thoughts your feelings, but also turn on the senses there's a lot of hip circles and stuff like that and and it's very feminine because you know, Most of it sounds like the type of women you and I both work with. We just spend a lot of time in that masculine drive space, and there's nothing wrong with that. We don't want to deny that we need it for sure, and we also just need to cultivate that. How do we access? How do we get in our body? This is the how to it. That sensual movement gets you in there and then gives you an easy access point to get back in whenever you need to. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree when I'm, cause I've, I've gone through periods where I won't work out and it's been like, you know, several months and I've, I've tried all kinds of different r- workouts. I mean, this is, I don't know if, were you around when the, when the very first Tybo
3: craze with Billy oh, blanks? I wasn't like in the fitness industry yet, but I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> oh my God. It goes all the way back there. Anyway, that's not my point. My point is not about Billy blanks, in his blue spandex, but, um, which was a little bit shocking when I was like a teenager looking at that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like, everything works better when I'm working out, like when we're working out, just all of, like you were saying, like your senses just work better. Everything flows better. It just, I, I don't know. I have found that when I am not feeling well mentally and emotionally. I mean, of course, physically, but especially like mentally and emotionally, I have to check myself, okay, like when was the last time I had a really good workout or just stretched for God's sake? Yeah. It's huge. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use Earnin for anything you need to: therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, "When I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind."
3: And one of the other things that has hit me recently, so when I left the fitness industry, I also just, I didn't work out. Like I haven't, I haven't worked out consistently in almost three years. And every time I tried to get back in, I just wasn't ready. It really was. It was kind of like that analogy of a breakup. Uh I really had to break up with the fitness industry. And it just, every time I tried to go back, it did not bring up good feelings in me. So I wouldn't do it. And in this moment, I weigh... Like 20 pounds more than I did when I was a personal trainer. And what's been beautiful about that process, this is the first time in my life I'm really like out of shape, getting back into shape to know what that experience is like because I never did before, to know what my women actually experience, to know what it feels like to be like, oh, there's like extra weight here. Like, I'm not like, the, the, the tightest body in the room or the most slamming hot one. I'm just, it's a totally different identity, but to be able to love my body anyway, and it, it's exactly what we're talking about here with this post, to be able to accept it before trying to improve it. And so now I actually have started working back out. I'm actually um, new and doing CrossFit and I'm loving the intensity of it. And And for me, I've done so much work in the realms of, mental emotional spiritual the last three years and a lot of it has been very intense to me it feels like now i'm just choosing my intensity and by choosing physical intensity the other areas get to calm down a little bit Mm. um and and I still get insights, like these incredible insights that just drop in when you're moving because you're not friggin' thinking so much. And again, that's that whole concept. However you do it, whether it's wild soul movement or something else, get out of your head and into your body. Mm-hmm. The more time you can spend in your body, like easier, like that's where like these brilliant, brilliant, brilliant truths and insights live.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's sort of like you know being in the shower and when you have all those great ideas. I get the same ones when I'm running. Run- running's always been like my go-to. Um, workout It's not for everyone. I know. I played roller derby for a while too.
3: And I mean, talk about intense.
0: Holy shit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and it's great because to each their own, whatever works for you works. Like I'm never, there's is another issue I have with fitness. No, there's no, it says this somewhere on the wilds movement website. There is no expert guru professional who's a better authority on how to love yourself or treat your body than you are. You are. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of people, people position themselves. Like I have the answers. No, I run for the hills. When I see that, I really think a great coach or guide or mentor is really just showing you, you have all the answers. You just, you just need to get in there and you need to be able to access them.
1: Yeah.
0: I I wrote a whole chapter in my book about, and the title of it was exercise should not be corporal punishment. And I think like the history of how a lot of us grew up was exercise was punishment. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, we grow up and sometimes still feel like that it should be that it should hurt and it should be really hard. And we should have like this, you know, really tumultuous relationship with exercise. And I don't believe that that's true. Like you said, it's like, there are an infinite ways to move your body. It's about finding the right one.
3: Yeah, totally. And then, so the last point, and this connects is let the feelings flow. I think a lot of progress gets stunted when we don't allow ourselves to feel like the full range of our emotions. And And as women, that is a really terrifying thing because a lot of our culture and conditioning says, don't be a crazy bitch. And we think our emotions make us seem that way. And whereas when we just allow ourselves to feel our feelings, they just pass through quicker. Oh, yeah. Um, It's gone. It's over. Instead of we're the ones that actually prolong these emotional storms by resisting them or by trying to pretend it's not happening instead of being like, let me just feel the shit and let it pass through.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of that too is is giving yourself the permission to feel whatever you need to feel. Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes, I don't know, what do you think? Like, I think we overthink it. Like, maybe yeah. I shouldn't be feeling guilty about this. Maybe I shouldn't be feeling embarrassed. And, and I'm like, if you're feeling embarrassed, then fucking feel embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Again, like you are the master of your feelings you decide you get to decide I just I wrote a ranty Facebook status about this a few weeks ago my daughter had an appendectomy she's five and she was having blood drawn for like the third time and it was just it was just so much drama and she she's traumatized now over it as she should be she's five and so there was five of us pinning her down in order to get blood out of her arms so this was so we could see if we could go home and there was a nurse in her face saying like, don't cry, honey, don't be scared. And like kind of yelling it.
3: Mm. And
0: I got in her ear in Sydney's ear and I whispered to her and I said, it's okay to be scared right now. And it's okay to cry. You cry and be scared as much as you need to be. Yeah. And because I I didn't get those messages as a little girl, I don't know if you did, but (laughs) I did not. So I just, I'm like, I'm setting my kids up now to, have them be able to give themselves permission to feel whatever they feel and that they don't have to feel because someone's telling them and, or just culture at large.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, I didn't, you know, it's interesting. I didn't at home, like at home, everything was, everything was super safe, but sometimes out in the world, um, it would be like, Oh, don't do that in public. Wait till you get home. But, um, no, I don't care. Like I cry in public all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Grown up.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm working on that one.
3: (laughs) And again, maybe that's not, I'm, I'm like that. Uh, I'm an extroverted feeler. It might not be everyone's thing. Like, don't go, Oh, Liz cries in public. I need to do that. No, you don't. If you feel like it and it comes up do, but don't feel like that is something required. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, before we wrap it up, I was um, I was checking out your I think it's your signature course, the Wild Soul Movement course. Yeah. I see that you teach like one of the many teachings that you have is on the art of receiving, and I mm-hmm. think that this is such an issue for women, and it's d- directly related to asking for help, which I know my people struggle with. So, can you talk about that and give your best tool to work on receiving?
3: Mm. That's an impossible question. There's not a best tool because and this is really indicative of of work. There's so many symptoms of not receiving and um, to get to the core of why, why is that? Where did that come from? Where did you first get the idea that you had to put other people's needs above your own or that it wasn't okay to accept or receive? Like all of our stories around that are different. I would say this though. I think at the core after... I'm in my third official session of wild soul movement right now, but my fifth technically, cause I did two pilot groups when it comes to receiving, I think most women, the archetype of woman, if you've ever read or listened to the book, women who run with the wolves, the two archetypes of woman that are really honored in our culture over centuries and centuries are the maiden and the mother. And the maiden is kind of like quiet and demure and like, whatever (laughs) meek or weak or however you want to put it or interpret it. And the mother is the nurturer. There is a slew of other archetypes that so many of us embody. And we all embody many. There's not just one, but um, you know, all those other things like the wild woman, which is obviously the one that I do a lot of work with, but you know, even the darker ones or whatever um, it's, it's the maiden and the mother that most of us are taught. That is the, that's who our culture honors and characteristics of those two don't really involve receiving. They don't really involve like self-care, nurturing, nourishment. They don't really involve being super open and receptive. So so if I had to pick one thing, it would be open. It would to be to look at where do I close off or shut down when people are trying to help me or when I need help? Why do I believe that I need to do everything myself? Because- a lot of us think we need to be Superwoman, and it's it's the exact opposite. Um, we think Superwoman means do everything yourself. I think Superwoman means really, really amazing at being able to delegate, ask for help, and and outsource. Even if that's not in a business, that could just be in your life. The things that are not like really valuable use of your time. So even something like having a house cleaner come so many women feel ashamed of that. Like I should be able to clean my own house just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Uh What if like just investing that money means you get an extra hour with your kids or you get to go on a date with your husband or your partner or, you know, whatever it is, what's, what do you, what are your values and where are you denying your own values by insisting on not letting anyone help you or doing anything or doing everything yourself? So That answer was a little roundabout. Does that make sense? No, I love it. And this is probably like, you know, we could do an entire episode just on. Totally. Yeah,
0: I think I think, too, just if I could tag on to that, I think like even a little exercise of, you know, the next time you get a compliment, simply say, look that person in the eye and say, thank you. Oh, yeah. Instead of just explaining it away or, you know, poo-pooing it. My, My best friend, Amy Smith, um. She has a great metaphor for that. And she's like, it's like someone's handing you a gift and you throw it back in their face when you don't just like say thank you. (laughs) Thank you for this wonderful gift.
3: Yeah, or... Or you, you feel the need to like return it be like, Oh, but you're prettier, but I love your shoes. No receive that shit. Or like someone wants to pay for something and you go, no, no, no. I got it. Be like, Oh, thank you so much. And something I do like even now, as I still am constantly expanding my ability to receive, I'll literally, <laughs> and you know, I'm a weirdo. So this works for me. It might not work for you. I'll literally like throw my arms up in the air and be like, all right, thank you. I receive. Uh-huh. And like, I announce it, like, for the world, for me, for, like, <laughs> the benefit, <laughs> for the benefit of all beings. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: You know what, you know what I do
3: is, um, and it's it's
0: not really along the same lines, but it's very silly, is when I'm at, like, a, like, if I'm at, like, a Chipotle or something and I'm getting takeout and they call, like, a number, any, like, restaurant where they, they call your number or your name, like, I stand up, like, I've won the lottery and I'm like, woo! chosen I win but that is awesome kind of just for fun but I I think that um yeah that whole it's and I'll be honest with you guys like that's difficult I mean I I don't know how like well practiced you are in it Liz but like there are still times where I am like Um, I'll give you an example. When I went to my 20-year high school reunion, oh, my God. I mean, that brought up all my shit. Just walking into my 20-year reunion. Sober, by the way, because I got sober like two years before that. So it was like my first big social event with all the people I went to high school with. Oh, my God. Sober. So it was right when my book was about to come out. And so a lot of people knew that I had written it and I'd got a book deal because of Facebook. So all these people are coming up to me and they're like, congratulations. And they were genuinely excited for me because I think, honestly, like I, it was inspiring to people because they're like, if she can do it, I can do it. It's just great. So over and over again, these people are coming up to me and I was so fucking uncomfortable. I was like... Because you know, I, like you were saying, like I wanted to return it, like I wanted, but I couldn't because most of these people, I didn't know what was going on in their life. Like
1: I hadn't right. talked to
0: them in ten or twenty years, so I was like, "Thank you." Um. Uh, yeah. I like your hair. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
0: So huge lesson, and so to all the people listening, if something goes on in your life that's really amazing and exciting, drink that in. It is tough. And you'll think of me and Liz and these two crazy life coaches.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You know, something else I really like to say when I'm saying thank you, I go, Oh, like, thank you. That feels really good to hear. I appreciate that. Like really like make saying thank you the art. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's
0: And it's, I just wanted to kind of normalize for people like it's okay for that to feel uncomfortable because it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably not used to it and you're doing the work. So congratulations. If it's uncomfortable, then that means you're doing the work. And I think it just, again, that's that word practice again. Totally. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, This was such a great conversation talking about shit that matters. And everyone, if you want any of the links, go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash five three. And Liz, tell everyone where they can find you.
3: The website is wildsoulmovement.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Go check it. Check her out. Read her blog. Um, Everything that she's ever written is good. And I would never send you anywhere that I didn't approve of fully. So again, yourkickasslife.com forward slash five three or wildsoulmovement.com. And I will see you all next time for episode 54. Bye bye. Thanks.